0: percent off your order plus any orders over two hundred dollars get you free shipping again use code dnvr10 check them out today and we promise you will not be disappointed Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Haifley, uh as we will be getting into our entry draft mock draft today in just a little bit. But first, some news in and around the league. Abs related. First of all, Matt Calvert officially retiring from hockey today. Uh, the denim daddy himself. I don't think this is going to catch anyone too much by surprise. Given uh, his injury history and and all of that, but obviously, well wishes his way and, and hope he has a extremely enjoyable retirement. So,
1: well deserved retirement, man. Up in yep. up in Lake of the Woods, hanging out. Uh, <laughs> I uh, my favorite Matt Calvert story. It was like the most Matt Calvert thing imaginable, right? Uh, <laughs> after their trip to Detroit, uh, where. You know, he got he got held uh, on the bench and then punched by Tyler Bertuzzi. I was, like, apoplectic, right? I was like, this is a crime of the century. <laughs> and so I, I, I wandered over to him and was like, so, like, I thought this was ridiculous. How did you feel about it being, like... Yanked into their bench and punched by a, by some punk ass kid. And, you know, and, and like being held there and you couldn't do anything about it. And his face is all still messed up and bloodied and bruised. And he was like, I love that stuff. That's why you get into it. He was like, I was no angel. I speared that guy. (laughs) And he was just like, I love it. I thought it was great time. I live for that stuff.
0: All right, different breed, I guess.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Matt Calvert just wants to pick a fight with anybody. <laughs> he just wants to get into it with folks. Me, crime of the century. Him, loved every second of it. Just a Matt Calvert, just a, just a great guy. Some a great some guy different. Yeah, brought brought a real and uh, brought a really fun attitude uh, to to the locker room mm-hmm. and wish him and the family well in retirement whatever he's gonna do next I hope I hope his health comes back to the point where he's where he's comfortable uh, and that he lives a day-to-day life uh, easily and we'll always remember him giving up the body as the Avs were trying to secure a, a postseason spot in yep. the last like two seconds of the game blocking blocking a a shot with his third leg (laughs) yeah
0: hero stuff (laughs) yep obviously great guy gonna be sad not to see him in the locker room anymore but he's off to live the rest of his life without getting beat to a pulp every night in the nhl so
1: God knows what he does what he decides to do next. Yeah, exactly. Something's gonna fill What's, that void. But. Whatever whatever industry he wants to uh whatever industry he wants to get into. Look out that industry. Yeah. Matt Calvert's coming. He only knows how to go one speed. So. Yep. <laughs> that dude that dude is that dude is gonna be a wrecking ball wherever he goes. <laughs> uh around the league news.
0: There really haven't been very many trades today. Um just the three that I just the three trades, a couple of pending UFA signings
1: to go along with that. But yeah. Taylor Hall and Barclay Goodrow deals are finally done. Yep. Um Seattle makes Has one move. One trade so far. Yeah. Tyler Pitlick to Calgary
0: for a fourth round pick. Which explains one of their weird player selections,
1: but not like the other six the of them. Valuing a f- one single fourth-round pick over Christian Fisher? Definitely a little weird, for sure. I mean, I, I, where does Fisher fit into that lineup? And They're probably better off with the fourth-round pick than without it, just to have the extra pick. But they had the ultimate leverage on the entire NHL, and they walked out of it with one fourth-round pick. Yeah. Not good, not good at all. So, Uh, let's, let's, yeah, like Billy says in the chat here, like, we'll, yeah, we keep pushing it off though, and being like, okay, well, we'll see where this goes. We'll see where this goes. We'll see where this goes. And so far, like, it looks like Ron Francis's reputation, uh, as a GM that does not make deals from Carolina has stayed true. It would be, he blamed it on other GMs. It would be
0: mightily disappointing if he doesn't make any more deals, though. Yeah, like I, I'm giving him a week or two more to start shipping dudes, but every day that passes is is more damning to Ron Francis. <laughs>
1: yeah, I well, yeah, this just looks weird. Uh, and then the other deal, Medelkovic. Um, yeah to Detroit. swaps goalies. Yeah. For a third in Bernier. So Carolina gives up on their guy after what, five years of developing him and waiting for him to finally break through. He does. Yep. And then he wants every, he wants the same contract that Dredger got. They said no. And two, two year deal at three million per, he signs with Detroit in 10 seconds. Yep. What the F? <laughs> Like, I don't mind, I don't, I like, from Carolina's, from Carolina's perspective, I genuinely don't mind uh, that they decided, hey, we aren't, we aren't buying what you're selling here, yeah. What Ned did is real here, we, that's fine, yeah, like, I don't mind that, but it's like, you've got to do something, and is John Bernier the answer, is Razak, is Reimer, like, you have no goalies under contract right now. You've got to do something, right? It's just a. So far, it's just it's a weird it's a weird move. History will tell whether or not that was a smart play or not. But they might have they might have had major Scott Darling flashbacks <laughs> with I with mean, Ned and being like, "Oh, you had twenty five really good games, huh? Great, good for you. Go go sign that contract. Just we don't want to be the ones to do that." I just so we'll see. I do
0: struggle if it does end up being Bernier that they wanted to actually hold on to, because that dude is like a league average goaltender. Not nothing against him; he's solid in the role that he plays. But you're and not. And that's the comfort, really. though. Why? Right? <laughs> sure. Is that
1: you're you're getting you're trading a lack of comfort for for a Mediocrity known quantity comfort? Like- yeah. <laughs> And they're like, look, we have we have propped up mediocre goaltenders consistently the last couple of years. We, we're we comfortable with this. We don't need to spend a lot of money on this position because we believe that our defense can make these guys better than they are. All right. Well, it, hey, they, that's the bet that they want to roll with. Dope. I'm yeah. good with that. They're, it's a, it's totally defensible, in my opinion, that they have that approach. We'll see how it works out. Um <laughs> What was the third? Oh, yeah. Shane Goss to spare a second round pick and a seventh round pick to Arizona for literally nothing. Yep. Just you look that, at the trade thing on Twitter cap. that the, the teams put up where the each side gets something and Philadelphia side is just empty. Yep. They get the cap space and look, they've gotten They needed cap space. That's all good and well. It's so funny how how especially fans and people in our positions are like, oh, cap space. Yeah, cap space. That's amazing. That's. Mm, cap space <laughs> the Fs have 30 million dollars in cap space right now right now they have the fifth most cap space in the NHL cap space is nothing until you start using it true so right now it's all good and well you'd rather have it than not but you got to make use of it in some in some fashion so we need to start seeing and and obviously free agency opens next week that's what this is about the roster freeze lifted today. We're back to business as usual in the NHL. Seattle's time is as everybody's little personal darling that gets special rules is over. Welcome to the league. Time to figure your shit out. Yep. It's uh it's time
0: to to get everything sorted for, for every team, to be honest. I mean, the next week is going to shape the NHL for next season, basically. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be free agency signings a little bit past Wednesday, but it's crunch time for every GM at this point. Yeah. So going to be going to be a fun week. We'll put it that way. Uh, A lot of things going to be going down, including tomorrow, the entry draft, because the NHL has decided they don't like gapping out their events anymore. And they're just all going to come at you one after the other immediately. So (laughs) today we're bringing you our, Final, I guess. Final. It might be our first this year uh, entry draft mock as well. It's our only one. I didn't write one either.
1: Yeah. In the past, I've written one immediately after the lottery, and then when the season ended, I wrote a full first round one. And this year, I didn't do any of that because it's the ABS have just been so they they pick so late in this draft class, especially. I think tomorrow we're gonna see guys that that you and I are not about to pick in our mock and that are listed in public rankings in the thirties, forties, and fifties going in the first round. I think it's gonna be total mock. I I genuinely just think we're about to see something wild. Because the evaluation of of this of this class from the people that I've talked to, the evaluation of this is it's completely all over the board. Yeah, I believe that. Just but you get past the top ten or fifteen or so and teams are just going to splinter into dudes that they like so yeah it's just been i i haven't i haven't wanted to do one that's never it's never been the case um rudo people are people have asked multiple times in the chat why the pods have been slow to upload um i'm just going to turn this over to you since i'm not in charge of that anymore yeah so
0: I still haven't been able to fix this. Some days it works perfectly fine and I upload it right away. Other days the program that we use is called megaphone and for reasons beyond my knowledge it takes six hours for them to process a podcast. So I just have to wait till it's processed and then post it. <laughs> I have no no answer for you. I put them up as soon as I notice that they're processed and ready to go up but it's on the digital computer side on, on Megaphone's end. I I can only post it as soon as they
1: allow me to post it. Basically, <laughs> yeah, we've been getting this the, the, this question like a lot. Yeah, a lot.
0: So don't know, but hopefully, Megaphone fixes whatever problem it is that they have
1: yeah well in the the curiosity uh, rudo has the fastest internet of anybody at the company yeah so it's not it's not like this is a uh rudo specific pro- I mean I guess it it could be it, for some insane reason but like I upload stuff to YouTube just fine I upload yeah. super fast it's just megaphone that does this so I don't know but yeah and it's a curiosity that other beats aren't having these issues. I don't know, man. We are we are just as stumped as everybody else, but we're also the same people that watched as all of our gear just slowly stopped working yeah. as the show was going there on no last day. night reason yesterday. And like Ali's sanity just continued to like get pushed one step closer to the edge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was last Can't night explain was main me man. <laughs> I felt so awful for her like we were just like whatever like we'll, this got ruined this got ruined anyway so yeah, right we're not too pressed about it but you know from her end it was just a disaster it's it sucks dude um just the way things yeah. go sometimes
0: yep um but in any case, before we jump into our mock draft, we are brought to you all by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNBR, which you can grab down at the bar, or as AJ always recommends, if you see their seltzers, grab them because they fly off the shelves. Apparently, they are tough to find. No, um,
1: yep. I need so- to get. Uh, I'm heading back up to Canada here in a bit. I need to get. Uh- Get a whole I need. I need here. to get on some man. I need to actually make it back up there with some, so she there can try go. them all. So
0: if you got a source, AJ needs some. Uh, needs some seltzers from Breck Brew. Yeah. Get out there. If you see them and
1: you buy them, uh, I will venue, Venmo the money and come pick them up. <laughs> there you go, bam. AJ's uh, AJ got the hookup
0: for you, or I guess yeah. you can hook up AJ. Really, Hel- in that case, but help, help me out. Uh, yeah. So check out Breckenridge Brewery. We're also brought to y'all by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, obviously, their current bet, if you sign up for a new account with DNBR, is no-brainer tier. You basically just get given $100 if the U.S. wins a medal at the Olympics. So jump on that one. Go get yourself a free $100. Bucks. I don't know why you wouldn't do that, I guess, is, is my, uh, my question here, but... Olympics I off have, to a tough start. I I do want to jump into this a little bit as well because for our DraftKings pick of the week, AJ under or over, and this just to reiterate how stupid it is that they're giving you a hundred dollars for the U.S. to win a medal. The under or over for the U.S. total medals at this Olympics is one hundred and twelve okay
1: are you taking the under or the over on that one um i'm gonna take the under this time all right we can 112 is a lot of medals man that's a
0: lot of events to be doing work in to be clear i think the next highest team is great britain at 44 and a half so the U.S. expected... Now okay, Japan is is under over at 51. But still, U.S. more than double any other team in that market. Uh, so, oh, you're right. I am actually blind. China's 85 and a half. There you go. One team that's not less than half of the U.S.'s total. Still significantly less, though. Um, in any case, go bet on U.S. Our pick of the week is... Under 112, but certainly over one with DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com again, for Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast as we head into this mock draft. Uh, AJ, I guess I have pick number one correct. So are, are we ready to do this?
1: Yeah. Um, just real quick to answer Greg's question. Yes. All Echo right. is the method rebuild. Yep, it is. Great or, story, by the way. Of them ascending the mountain again. Yep. Getting back to the top that quickly. Yep. After everything. Uh, after everything that happened with their organization and dudes, dudes that watched everything they would built fall apart because of something they had no part in. And yep. It was cool just to see those cats separated. Get for back sure. to it. I thought I thought it was cool. I thought it was a good story. Speaking
0: of rebuilds, if I'm in charge of Buffalo, I'm burning it down again in that city. Um, I for the record, I wish I'm- we could.
1: I wish we could make like big deals. Maybe we should have. Maybe we should have gone more thoroughly into this. And you traded a bunch of dudes away, and you ended up with like three first rounders.
0: Yeah, like obviously I can't do the picks, but that was essentially my plan. Is like, Eichel is gone, Reinhardt is gone. With the first overall, I'm taking Owen Power, so I have, I have the defense. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yep. I'm taking the young defense, and I'm building the worst roster possible, so I can go get Shane Wright. And probably Connor to Bedard the year after that, and then start
1: being a decent hockey team. (laughs) Okay, so you're taking Owen Power. You play? Are you playing him in the NHL this year? No. Okay. Poor (laughs) Rasmus.
0: Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have a rough year in
1: Buffalo. (laughs) That guy should go have hip surgery and be out for a whole year. Exactly right. Just be like, oh god, this sucks. Not put all the wear and tear on his body for a full season, like just like push his aging curve down here. Like, Like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) I don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Eichel and Reinhardt are gone. Reinhardt is, you know, Reinhardt replaces Landeskog in Colorado and goes on to have a nice big fat season. And Landeskog's doing work in in the island. And (laughs) Eichel misses half the season. And I don't know, where does he go? I don't have a landing spot for uh, him. Probably Minnesota. <laughs> oh, good call. Good call, friend. Well, can they, with their cap penalties that they have in the next few years, could they afford him now? They they can this year. I don't and know about after that. <laughs> can, they, can they afford him with the cap penalties? Can they afford him and Capriza? Probably whatever. not. Probably not. Right, so they bought themselves out of the Eichel sweepstakes. So I, anyway, Eichel won't be in Buffalo. Uh, yeah, Port thank volume. you for the super chat, Sasha, by the way. Nice to meet you the
0: other day. Uh, P.S. We will be at the bar as well Friday for the draft if people are coming out.
1: But It was a good time last night, wandering around and saying hi to everybody uh, while we were still down there. and Then went down afterwards, had some drinks and chatted with some friends. Yes. it was. was it awesome. was a fun night. It was a fun night being back at the bar and seeing peeps. Yep. Looking forward to doing it again Friday, but. In any case, Owen
0: Power goes to Buffalo. Tempted to take Luke Hughes first
1: overall and just blow up the draft, but decided not to. <laughs> all right. Well, I've got Seattle's pick. Uh, yep. We've been talking about it all week. This is the pick that I would make. Um, this is, you know, pretty straightforward, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's been my guy in this draft class for a while now. Um, I'm, I don't know. Matty Beneers is just that guy. Yeah, I don't. He's, the big thing with Beneers, I don't buy, like, overwhelming talent is not there. Yeah. But he's such a hard worker, and he's got such a high motor, and he is very skilled. Um, His comps are always, you know, like O'Reilly and, and Bergeron. If he becomes that great, maybe he has more of like a Sean Couturier type career where it's it's a slow start points-wise, and then he breaks I out and up. figures it out, yeah. you know, later on in his career. Um. Anyway. Veneers to Seattle, it's an, it's an easy one. All right. It's a great great way to set a tone for an organization, too. Yeah.
0: I I think it's a perfect pick for them in, in so many ways. That's a dude that you look at as potentially a future captain of the team, too. It becomes a whole, whole lot of options,
1: but yeah. Brechtman's question, is Veneers comparable to what we saw in Turcotte two years ago? um no I would say I would say they're really quite different players I mean the character uh and the the motor are similar the turcott also got um put with the two-way acumen. Um, but he was also getting to feast on a lot of like depth dudes. It's when you're not on the
0: top line of the US and TDP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a-
1: He's, he got to eat greedy against the second, uh, the the second line uh, uh, in the USHL. Yep. So. Um, yeah. So I would say uh, Beniers is a little bit different. Uh, he, I don't think he has quite the offensive creativity. Like, the raw, just, like, playmaking ability of what Turcotte did. But uh, I like him as an all-around player more than than that. Yeah, I think I agree.
0: I'd I'd rather have Benares than Turcotte if I had to pick one of the two. Um, I have Anaheim third. This one, like, all right, so y'all already know I love Eklund. But Anaheim already has the Gross which made the Eklund pick hard for me. And I do think they need to round out their defense. Yes, they have Drysdale. Uh, but after that, it gets pretty sparse pretty quickly. I don't love Jackson Lacombe as much as AJ does. I like his skating. <laughs> <laughs> and, but and like Anaheim has a handful of other options on the forward slash center side. They got Colangelo last year. Um, they have if you if you feel good about Janicky, they have him as well. Uh, Lundstrom is still finding his way, but I think they have a little bit more on the forward side. Luke Hughes is right there. I thought this one was pretty easy. Slam dunk Luke Hughes on this one. You end up with, with Hughes and Drysdale on this team down the line, and all of a sudden you're building a pretty damn good defense on a team that currently uh, does not have the world's best defense at the moment because they keep trading away decent defenders. But, yeah, they have Shattenkirk. Their their defense is rounded out by, like, Shattenkirk and Josh Manson
1: right now, so. Yeah, Manson's got a year to UFA. Yeah. Um, so it's really, like, whatever they decide to do with Hampus Lindholm. Cam Fowler. Uh, yeah, and Cam Fowler's like still in the first half of that eight year deal that he signed. Yep. Uh, and then the two youngsters, this would be Drysdale and Hughes. Yep. I guess they have Jacob Larson as well, but yeah. Yeah. Well, that's we, we not remember when we looked at his numbers and yeah, like, no, thanks. That guy might be real bad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think it's easy
0: defensive pick there for Anheim and and Hughes is, is my boy in that, this case.
1: All right. Well, I'm left in a really tough spot here because <laughs> I'm picking for New Jersey and I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, I'll be honest here. This is really between two players for me. Okay. Um. I'm, I'm really torn here Uh, between William Eklund and Brent Clark. I, know I, I, <laughs> I really want the, I really want the defenseman for the organization for New Jersey. Because they're they're kind of iffy on the back end overall. Sure. But the best the best player here is William Eklund. And this is a this is a gift. I mean, they've got two two centers that they think that they should build around here in Heesher and Jack Hughes, and yep. lesser so whatever Pavel Zaka will continue to be. And they took Alexander Holtz last year. Eklund this year. This I this feels like if if it weren't for my personal philosophy of you just draft defensemen until you have hit on them so much and so frequently and at such a level that, uh, that, you know, you just don't need to do it anymore. anymore. <laughs> then, you know, if it weren't for that, this, I think would be uh, even easier, but even I'm just looking at this going, I'm sorry, but that Eklund, and especially yeah. and especially given that Eklund and Holt have played together, like you drop those guys on either side of Jack Hughes, and I'm sorry, but that's that's the makings of a problem in Jersey. So I uh I'm taking Eklund. Yeah. I I
0: have no no qualms with that pick. As much as I would have loved to take him in Columbus, uh Eklund even at five to me feels low for him. Yeah. Um in a there's a different universe where I picked him first overall to go to Buffalo, but
1: I didn't want to I would have been about madness. it, man. I would have been about it. I, I would have supported you completely. I don't really – I don't love Owen Power. All
0: right, you have Columbus. Yep. Next up, Columbus. Uh, Eklund would have been a slam dunk pick for me, but since he's gone – I'm looking over Columbus's roster, and this team has no future at defense. Well, like, they're about to trade Seth Jones, right? They're about to trade what has been their key defensive piece for a handful of years. Yes, they still have Lorenski on the team, but they're getting by with whatever Dean Kukins are and Scott Harrington's in the depth of their defense. Yeah, and you look at their, you look at their systems. And they have a whole lot of nothing. They're their only kid under twenty is Kanasco on the defensive side. Yeah. So they need D really, really badly. Um, I already mentioned I don't love Brant Clark. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go down take take my Swedish buddy and take Simon Edmondson. <laughs> All right. You said this was pick who you want, not who you yeah. think he'll take. So, no, oh, totally, totally. <laughs> uh, all right, sixth pick is uh, the Red Wings for AJ here.
1: Again, uh, feeling a little, feeling a little squeezed here by two players. Boy, he's got, um, got multiple options. I want playmaking, I want some sizzle for an organization that doesn't have any. So I want Kent Johnson. All right. Tons of flash. Tons of upside. Tons of puck skill. Could be could be a really dazzling NHL player. Really want a goaltender. <laughs>
0: If you don't take it, I'm taking it with my next pick. So really want a goaltender.
1: (laughs) So I'm torn. I mean, if I'm Detroit, I've been, look, maybe Detroit feels comfortable. Maybe I don't want a goaltender quite as badly after the Ned deal today. True. That's now granted. You should not be drafting to your NHL roster. You should be drafting to your organizational needs versus and and combination of that and best player available. Especially at the goaltender position. Right. And if you really think that Jesper Wallstead is, is the guy, then that should be the pick. And I believe in him as the guy, so I'm taking him sixth. All right. Going big. Making San Jose's choice a lot harder by doing that.
0: Oh no, not that <laughs> Wallstead was a slam dunk for San Jose, I think. But he can't; they can't get it now. Uh, San Jose, I don't know, man. They're completely screwed. The amount of money they're paying their top three defenders, who all kind of suck now, they just have no hope. <laughs> they're stuck with Martin Jones and Net as well. Um... Look, I mean, they're trying to get rid of that guy. I think
1: they're gonna I, buy him out, man. I know they're trying, but I think they're gonna buy him out. I think they're just gonna they're just gonna eat it and just be like, "Well, that sucked." <laughs> uh, look at the at, when you're a franchise
0: in this situation, I think you just take the most talented player out there, the player that has the potential to be the most impactful for you. And as as you said, since Wallstead is gone, that's Kent Johnson. So, I'm good with that. I think they just take the most talent they can get their hands on and, and hope for the best a couple of years down the line when they start to shed some of this
1: awful, awful contracts. So, Dylan Genther. Still don't like him. You and I, not in love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's showing
0: here. Yeah, it, he's now falling
1: to at least eight. <laughs> Yeah, so at eight. Look, um Dylan Genther, I mean, this this would probably other people love him and this would be a coup for them if he got all the way down here. Yeah. I don't, and I really don't like what LA has done defensively with all this this vaunted farm system of theirs. I don't love that. And so I'm taking Brank Clark. All right. I I like the player a lot. I probably would have taken him earlier. Um but yeah. You like him more than Edmondson, right? So I do like him a lot more than Edmondson. He actually has translatable skills. Okay. He, he does things he does things with a puck that are actually meaningful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Boy. Yeah, i look, I think it makes sense for LA. Uh, they can't just live off of a aging Drew Doughty forever. <laughs> Uh, they have to move into the future of their
1: defense. And, and like, I like uh, Matt Roy and Mikey Anderson. They're, um, they're solid um, dudes. T- sure. Tobias Bjornfoot. Like, they're, they're, they're. But is their high end there? I don't know. Exactly. Like, they're, they're kind of missing like a guy. And as yep. much as Drew Dowdy like fancies himself that dude still, and he played like it for 20 whole games last year, the rest of the season also happened. Yeah. So they just need, they need something else. They need the, uh, and I think they need to just keep, keep working on it.
0: Yeah. I, it's always a work in progress, right? You can't ever update out the covers, or you're in, uh, you're going to end up in trouble really, really quickly. Uh, if you do that. So next up, it's me with Vancouver at nine, right? Yeah. Okay. So, Vancouver is a hockey team. <laughs> We're a team. Uh, <laughs> they feel awfully stuck in the Calgary zone a little bit to me. But you know what? You can draft for the future a little bit here. Can uh, You can improve your, your team a little bit. Unfortunately for them, uh, a lot of the defensemen didn't make it <laughs> to their pick. Yeah. But. They pretty much have to go forward here, I think. I'm, I'm not going all the way down to like a Lambos or something to to pick up a D. So, I guess I could Yolo Casa, but they don't need a Yolo
1: Casa. Um, so that should be his first name, Casa. <laughs> yeah, his name should just now be Yolo Casa. Yolo Casa. <laughs> uh,
0: there is. Definitely a part of me that wants to take Coronado here. Okay, but I think I'm gonna go with Lucius instead because he's a center. Okay. <laughs> and you just in the top. No, 10, McTavish. Nah, I, I like Lucius more than McTavish. Okay. Why is that? I'm curious. Uh, just what I've seen from him out of the USN TDP. The dude is consistent. I I need consistency in offensive production. Uh, McTavish. Uh, I don't I'm not saying it's bad. Look, don't get me wrong, anytime a kid can can go out there and play in a pro league,
1: great, but
0: you, you see know, saw young numbers good,
1: there. <laughs> good, good size though, two-way guy. Plays a plays a heavy game. I, God I, Like he's a, he's a, he's kind of a wide body. He's going to add a lot of pounds on the frame. Like not a great skater though. So how does it all translate? You know, I
0: look Points pay to me. And that's exactly where it's at, especially for, for the team that I see Vancouver
1: building. Just give me more and more offensive talent to pile on. I tell you what, I'll get on I'll get on skates for a hundred dollars if you can figure out how to fucking spell Landiscock.
0: Ah <laughs> 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 uh, man. Memed. Oh, Sorry, I, sp- didn't mean to interrupt. I, am I supposed to ban him? Did I ban the wrong guy? No, you got the right cat. All right. Is that just his second account? Maybe. I'm assuming. <laughs> uh in any case, I'm taking Lucius. At nine, nice. Craig McTavish falling, a little, not does that. I yeah, wonder. Any. I I don't know. <laughs> uh, in any case, at ten is the Ottawa Senators for AJ. Yeah,
1: I mean, we've at some point we've got us we've got to stop the fall here. Um, yep. We've got two guys really that I think have really started to slip here between Genther and McTavish. Um, I mean, yeah, Genther especially in
0: the real world as a top 10 pick. Like even he's, with my dislike for him, he's yeah.
1: probably, he's probably a top five man. Like he, he could, he, he could go to Anaheim third tomorrow and nobody in the hockey would world. Be would, shocked at would all. Link. Yep. yep. So, so um, that is, you know, I, I think that's, I think it's, it's time. <laughs> yeah, I, so I honestly, I really want like I really want to take a, I really want to take McTavish here. Um, so because I think he's he's a better fit for Ottawa. Sure. Another another center for them to just take a chance on. So I think I'm going to screw it. I'll take McTavish. All right. I like that makes Chicago's pick
0: very easy to take. Genter then. Okay, I'll just put that in there. Yep. I, look, again, I've been on record on this podcast saying I don't like him, but I still think some, he's a top 10 talent. Like, like, yeah. Yeah, like
1: at some point you're like, all right, the, the things that I don't like about him as the third overall pick, when, when we get all the way down to 11 here, um, a little bit little bit different uh of an uh
0: a, well, I mean, for the record, am, approach I just, there. am I picking for Chicago at eleven, or do
1: I yes. have a do I yeah. have a removed
0: pick? We're not, we're not
1: we're we're ignoring the Arizona nonsense. There. Okay,
0: okay, just to be sure. Yeah. Uh, so twelve would be Calgary for
1: you, AJ. I don't know what to do here. This is where the draft gets to where I have yeah. no idea. Well, it's
0: not only that, but also you're kind of sitting around waiting to see if Calgary
1: wants to blow it up or not right now. Yeah. Um, I really. um, Coronado Lambos and Sillinger are probably the three guys that I'm going to look at here. I think it's a little early for me for Lambos, but yeah, Coronado and Sollinger. I think this is where I start with, because I think Lambos is the next bestie. And I really, really like Lambos. Yo, the PS, that grilled cheese and tots last night. mm, They were good. (laughs) Gave me some mad heartburn though. That sucks. Yikes. Yeah. That has never happened to me before from a grilled cheese. That was different. Um, I don't know, man. This one this one kind of hurts my heart a little bit. I'm such a Cole Cylinder fan. Yeah. And yeah. This is what's different about this year's mock draft for us is we're taking the guys we like. True enough. I am not sure it wasn't the rum. Um, so I'm taking Cole Cylinder to Calgary and we let's just do that. I like All it. All right. Bang. I like it, man. Count it.
0: Where From is downtown. he on this list? There he is. Okay. Got who it. were you looking for? I was looking for Sillinger on the like draft sim list. Because they don't have... On whatever list I just auto-put in there isn't Bob's list. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the same. He's in like the 20s. Yeah, I found him. It's all good. Uh, all right. Next up is me with the Flyers, who are also a hockey team after last year. A bit of a struggle for them. But they did seemingly survive the expansion draft without giving up anything of value. And then they just got rid of Gosses Bear today. So I could be I could be talked into a defenseman here, but again, I think there's just more talent out there. Um if I really wish they had a second first round pick, if they had a second first round pick, I would love to take a shot on Ratu here, but they don't. Yeah. So I think I'm I think I'm leaning towards uh, Coronado and and a high end goal scorer potentially
1: for for Philly on this one. Okay, I'm good with it. So we've got kind of a run here between Philly, Dallas the Rangers, uh, St. Louis, Winnipeg, and Nashville. All of these teams. Yep. Don't really need a goaltender. Yep. Costs are going to fall a little bit. It was really Chicago and Calgary. And I just – Chicago felt easy because Gunther fell. Yep. And Calgary, I just – If they're going to push reset, man, they're going to need some, they're going to need some actual talent. (laughs) Yeah. And I think the con, the combination of Sillinger and Connor Zeri, who they got last year. Yeah. Could be deadly for sure. Moving in the right direction. It feels good moving in that direction Uh, rather than taking the big, big swing on, on Yolo Casa. Yeah. No, no Yolo Casa here. It's just so if
0: you're putting the, pushing the reset right now too, I mean, you're talking about drafting a goalie that's, two, three, four, five years out. Like you really have no idea Yep.
1: when that guy joins the rebuild. So. And they don't, they don't appear to be pushing reset. No, they like, they, they just lost don't. Mark Giordano off the time. Like, okay, well he's gone now. <laughs> There's no, there, there hasn't been any other reaction. True enough. You know, like they've taken some calls on Kachuk, but haven't moved him. So <laughs> anyway, Dallas, um, this one I don't know. This one, are there any guys who are six foot five that I can just <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Biggest there, dude left on the board. <laughs> are there any guys that are really really big that skate really fast but may not do anything else?
0: Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know. Let's see. Let me uh let me pull up Bob's list and see who's tall.
1: 'Cause there's a lot of like six foot guys and that's just, so this is also the sort of the problem, quote unquote yeah. problem with this draft class is that there's a ton of dudes who are five foot ten. I mean Casa's six six.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you'd have to go pretty pretty off board. Chaika or Chaka twenty six on Bob's list is the the next dude that's six foot three
1: anyway, but All right. Well, I won't go that far just to prove a point. <laughs> um. All right. Well, then the next guy that I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with their kind of uh, it's their, their comfort level in taking Russians. Uh, and I'm going to take Fedor Svechkov kind of the two way guy, not, not super flashy, just sort of fits their MO. Not a really high end dude. But a guy that can that can play that, that kind of two way game that they really yeah. that they really like. So and yeah. the said, guy. Never never been afraid to
0: take Russians there either. So Yeah. Makes sense to me. Um Rangers <laughs> another one I would consider YOLOing Ratu
1: on. But at any point to, are you starting to consider, consider Fabian Lissell? Not really, man. Wow, <laughs> not that much of a fan, huh? No.
2: Okay.
0: If uh, again, if I'm taking one of those kids okay. out of the out of the Euro leagues, it's going to be Ratu over LaSalle, honestly.
1: Okay. While he's on the board, certainly makes sense. But I, I know I'm a I'm one of the Ratu believers,
0: so. <laughs> that's just that's just my liking to it. Um, all right, let's see. Let's see. So I do think they probably want a center or at least a forward.
1: Can I? Maybe I can convince myself to take Ratu here. Actually, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Somebody's gonna take a chance on him, man. It, yeah, it's between Ratu and, and Bulduk here. Okay, well, what do you like about them that that you're getting into? I think Ratu has the higher end talent. It's just, you know,
0: does it come to fruition or not? How how important is that, that this hit this pick hits like all the way for New York? Is is kind of what I'm thinking about. Okay, um, but I I do think that I'm leaning towards Bolduk here. I can't even say his name. Is it Bullduke or Bullduck? I don't know. I've always thought it was Bullduke. Asking asking me to pronounce French names you knew was a mistake from the beginning. So
1: Yeah, somewhere Z's laughing. <laughs> like, haven't haven't <laughs> listened to me try my hand at French over, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, okay, Bullduke yeah. it is.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with Bullduke for sure. It just a little bit more security there. More to work with, more to... A little bit more reliable of a pick, I think, in New okay. York's case. I think they'll get a player out of him. Whereas there's that shot with Radu that you don't.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: All right. St.
1: Louis is next for AJ. Yeah. Um I really want to pick to... their organization, kind of what they need. Um, But I'm I'm not sure I can take LaRue here. Because it feels like you put LaRue with Jake Neighbors from last year, and you're just like classic Blues, right? Like classic Blues picks. But they really need defense. They really need some young defenders. So I'm taking Carson Lambos. All right. I think he's a great fit for them. They need a guy that can move some pucks. And I'm more comfortable with Carson Lambos than I am with Kulimans, uh out of the AJHL. Kulemans.
0: Yeah. Uh, Carson
1: versus Carson. Jeez. <laughs> Western Canada, man. You guys are
0: out of control. <laughs> All right. Uh, St. Louis jumping us back onto the D train. Mm-hmm. Um, we can take our second period break there actually because we need yeah. to we're halfway through yeah brought to y'all by cheval yay mortgage both mike and virginia have been in the business for a long time here in colorado and they're diehard sports fans just like everyone here at dnvr so be sure to check them out uh they They're awesome. Mike is a certified financial planner, so he will actually, you know, look at all of your finances and set up a loan that makes sense for you instead of just getting you the best rate. He'll also get you a great rate, but it'll actually make sense as a loan in your life. So I highly recommend that, especially these days, because, you know, buying a house is expensive right now and uh, they can get that hooked up as best as possible for you. You can check them out at dnvrmortgage.com where you can get free DNVR merch at very least, go there for that and get yourself a free consultation. Uh, You can also call them both Mike and Virginia at a phone number that I definitely know and am not looking up the number right now. Uh, It's 303-257-6578 or again, just go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS1931006, Virginia Chevalier, NMLS1910631. Also brought to you all by Craft Coffee. You can get 25% off when you use code DNVR25 at checkout online for your first purchase, and then 20% off indefinitely after that if you sign up for their subscription service. Be sure, get them at the bar as well. They have cold brew, delicious stuff. Uh, yeah, they've been a, one of our longer partners too. So obviously they uh, they're pretty good if you all keep drinking it sure to check them out uh last but not least brought to y'all by green mountain dental you can uh, check them out just 15 minutes from downtown over in lakewood to get nice pretty teeth like i have now i like having teeth teeth are good go to green mountain dental schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam and you'll get a free sonicare toothbrush as well everyone who switched has said they are great so yeah awesome uh Third period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook with Winnipeg as the next pick here. Uh, Winnipeg is an interesting one because they do have, I think, a little bit of talent on the forward side like Cole Perfetti coming along. uh,
1: And their defense is kind of Suspect to say the least, yeah, but their defense also is where their better young players Correct. are. Um, between Dylan Sandberg, who they have really, really high hopes for, yeah, uh, and Billy Hanala, who is very NHL ready, they just won't put in there for some <laughs> for inexplicable reason. reason, yeah. Uh, they're they're ready to rock, man. Like, they've got some young guys that they can slide in there um josh morrissey's been a pretty big disappointment since signing the big deal yeah uh it's it's kind of strange josh more josh morrissey and jacob truba great together badly struggled apart so interesting to note there uh neil pionk's been a good find for them so it has been. that's true uh, as much as as much i love making fun of his name and and just what it sounds like when you say it it's a uh He's been, he's been solid for them and they, 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 you know, last year with Perfetti really added a, a good one, but this is, if there's a defender that you like here, you could justify it for sure. Like if this is like a, if, if you're going to go with like a Daniel Chayka here, that's a very Winnipeg pick. <laughs> uh, I,
0: I'm, I, I'm torn once again, and this is I either have to pick him now or pick him with my next pick if it's gonna be if it's gonna be my Ratu pick is the thing. Uh okay. Yeah. But I I I for the defensive side, despite you not
1: loving him, I was looking at Kulimins. Oh I that's also fine. Um these I have no issues with that. That would also be I um, just, I think for me, I have more questions about Kuhlman's than I do sure. about uh, Cheka. I, but.
0: I, yeah, I, I think that's somewhat fair, but I also think, especially for Winnipeg, look, you're trying to hit on high end talent that you get to control and keep in Winnipeg for a good long minute. So trying to get guys on second contracts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to take Kuhlman's in the end okay.
1: for Winnipeg. Uh, all right. And if I'm Nashville, I am sprinting up to the stage and I'm taking Fabian Lysel. <laughs> Easy enough. Honestly, I really wanted to take him with St. Louis's pick. Um, I think he's a really dynamic talent. I like him a lot more than us picking him 18th in our mock would suggest. But I had to be the GMs of different teams, and I just don't think that he is a he's a blues type a blues or a stars type of pick he doesn't really either, a, yeah. a smallish dynamic guy like that doesn't really feel like their style you know but for the Preds everything is their style every single year they're in on everything at every position and everyone because David Poyle just likes everything as <laughs> long as they moves, yeah. <laughs> as long as they cost, it cost money He's he's all about it. He's he can't wait to give Fabian Lassell eight million dollars in five years. Uh all right. Thank you for the super chat, Carrie. Now that
0: Donnie is, I assume you mean gone, who do you guys think will replace him? Um For right now, Alex Newhook. Yeah, and the until the Avs do something in free agency, the internal replacement is Newhook. I think pretty easily. As a guy, the Avs would love to get some second line minutes too, depending on situation as well. But all right, AJ. How much do you like Oliver Rodrigue?
1: Uh, not enough to not take Yolo here, <laughs> my man. Because <laughs> that's
0: a that's what I'm doing with Edmonton. Is I am taking Sebastian Casa, the second goalie coming off the board here. Uh, they also have Kanovalov, I guess, but yeah, Edmonton. They don't have a great goalie on their roster. I don't think they have a great goalie pool in their prospects. Um stay what you want about Stuart Skinner. But his AHL numbers were good this year, but not great. And before cool. this year have been pretty bad. So
1: yeah. I'm I'm good with that pick. Um yeah, I'm good with it. Cool. I think it makes sense. Casa to Edmonton,
0: as we, we're we getting into the section of the draft where we just slowly crush the Avs' dreams with all of these picks. Yeah. All of the dudes that people are hoping fall are just going to get gulped up here uh, as you have Boston picking next.
1: Yeah, so this is where I'm going to start doing my thing. All right, we're going off board, baby. so far. Um okay. Um but I am going to go with Larue because this okay. is this feels a very on-brand pick. You know, he's a really skilled guy but he's got a real attitude and edge to him. Sure. I think I think in the Boston locker room, you know, Brad Marchand would actually be a great voice for him to be like, "Look, I was a total scumbag the first half of my career and I've got I've got this thing figured out. I tow the line now and I'm a really good I'm a really high end NHL player while still being an annoyance to to the existence of everybody else in the league, but I don't cross that line. So um I think LaRue in Boston
0: all right, I like it. I do like that one quite a bit. Um, so. I have Minnesota next to preface this. I'm living in a world where they go out and get Jack Eichel. So they don't have this pick. So it's Buffalo's pick. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're saying they traded some next year's first and the year after that's or something. Okay. Or, or uh, they found a way to hang on to this pick for the sake of this show. But my point being, they don't need a one C. <laughs> okay. Uh and then I'm going to go towards the uh the defensive side here once again and, and take Chaika.
1: Oh wow, okay.
0: It, it it'll it'll help relations with, with his boy Kaprizov, a couple of Russians <laughs> together. Start start drafting
1: Russians so that he yep. has friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Very sneaky, so. Uh okay. So if I've got Detroit. Yeah, who did I trade for Detroit earlier? Oh, I took Wallstead earlier. All right. Well, I'm taking. Uh, I'm in this case. I am going for the dynamic skater. Uh, I'm going for a guy that I think has the potential to be a really, a really high end type of player. If everything goes right and he ends up in a great situation, and I'm taking Logan Stankoven. Okay. I don't care that he's five foot eight. I'm going. I'm going for it. Two first round picks means I get to get wild.
0: <laughs> Two firsties, and you didn't take Ratu. You're breaking my heart here, AJ. Uh, I don't plan to either. Just I know. Looking at my board. I know you got you got other picks that you like, but yeah. All right, I have Florida. Florida's a weird one. They kind of can just use. Whatever, and be happy with it in their mm-hmm. in their system. so this I mean, this is where this is a
1: true bPA right here. yep, they don't need need anything uh, but they could use everything yep exactly
0: right. Um, i I could almost be tempted by pastov, but I think I gotta i can't I can't talk up Ratu and let him keep fall. He's gotta go. All right. I gotta believe in my boy. I do like pasta job. Could be tempted, but I'm going with Ratu there. Columbus. Who has already Um, taken
1: Edmondson for the record. Yeah, I should let you have this pick since you've already been this GM. (laughs) Um you put you picked Ratu, right? Yeah, yeah, for Florida I picked Red too. Okay.
0: Man, this is tough. Florida doesn't need a goalie. They have uh they have Spencer Knight already. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Plus Casas already gone in this particular mock, so.
1: Um so for Columbus, I think I don't love the fits of some of these guys that I'm looking at here. Here we go. Let's get adventurous. Uh, I think I'm going to double up on defense. Okay. I think I'm going to double up on defense. and I'm taking Scott Morrow.
0: All right.
1: I'm going to bet – I am I want to bank on the really high-end skating ability. I want to bank on electric offensive ability and a guy that can't play defense. At, as of right now, can't play defense. But the high-end ability is there. They, like the absolute rock-your-balls-off kind of <laughs> offense is there with Scott Morrow and – Find it with any consistency. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think, again, with a with a late first round pick, we know that their board looks a little bit different. And so that makes me comfortable reaching into the bag of tricks here and going with a guy that I think is probably gonna go second or third round. But I really, really, really like the offensive upside there. It is it is absolutely it is it is absolutely Insane. So. All right. So.
0: Next up is Minnesota again. I already picked Chayka for them. I could fully commit to the Russian turncoat for Minnesota and go with Chibrikov here. But I think BPA right now
1: is Pasajov on the wing for them. So. How do you feel about him? I... I'm so blah about him about both both this guy and Chibrikov. I'm like I like them. They're okay. They'll like, be NHLers, intriguing. but are they will they be impactful?
0: I don't know. I honestly it's a perfect fit for a, an organization like Minnesota. <laughs> who, who seems to lack high-end forward talent, but they get by with with dudes like Pastrjav. And Joel Erickson X of the World. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm good with it.
0: All right. So Pashajov to Minnesota. I, just, I wonder with Posaj Pasajov
1: if, if like I just like what is he truly good at? <laughs> like what's the thing that's gonna get him into the NHL?
0: Uh being just generally solid and being in Minnesota. Who
1: likes that kind of player. And that's kind of my problem with both with both Posajaw and Chiberkov here is that I just I, I'm I'm not sure what gets them to the league. I I think I, they're both good all around play. Like the thing that about like um um Maki Samuskevich, yep. It's gonna be offense. Yeah, right? Pretty, He's pretty it's gonna be player. it's gonna be dynamic, it's gonna be Puck skill and flashy offense. It's going to be great playmaking, really high end stuff, right? It's not going to be a lot of goal scoring. It's going to be a lot of creating for the guys around him. But he's going to have to overcome the fact that he doesn't understand defense has to be played at all. Like he's, he's a totally one way player. But at least you can see what, where, if Samus gets to the NHL, you know what gets him there. And my problem with Pasajov and Chipperkov, both of these guys, is that, and I've always grouped them in. They've all oh, in my mind they're the same guy. Like they're what gets them to the NHL. I I, I think I agree with you more on Chibukov than I do with pastajov
0: Um I think pastajov has a well-rounded enough offensive game that he can make it work. Now he is going to Notre Dame. <laughs> oh God. So there is that factor to it. But maybe if it's a non abs prospect going to Notre Dame they can uh they can get a player out of it.
1: <laughs> those guys are allowed to develop probably yeah, right um <laughs> uh,
0: but but i do think pasta does have a little bit more offense than you're getting giving him credit for um i'm not saying he has wicked high end level stuff but i do think it's enough to, to see a path to the
1: nhl for him It's funny because I ask that question, but it's like if Pasa got to Colorado and they took him, it's like a story about it. Yeah. Well, it's like a it's like a straight line. Yep. Like, I I understand how this works for the Avs organization. Sure. uh, And where he goes, because there's certain like they've got pretty defined roles that they need out of guys. Yep. Um, But if it's like if they took Chibrikov, I would feel less confident about that path forward today anyway yeah i Um, i agree with that actually uh if they i would want to know what the plan is which is he going to stay in russia for a couple of years how hard is it going to be to get him out of there you know he's playing for uh you know when when you're when you're in st petersburg you're playing for you're playing for one of the khl teams that's got a little bit of money yep it's a little harder to pry those guys out of there you know when they're when they're playing for some of these programs that you can't pronounce. You're like, oh, okay. Well, you know these guys these guys consistently leave for North American money at some point. But I don't, I don't know. I'm just these are two guys that I just struggle with. So that's it. The, the conversation the the draft just kind of led us here. So yep. I thought I would get into this because we're Might not gonna well. have time tomorrow. Yep. Tomorrow's going to be crazy day. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I guess I you took Pastaja. I've got Carolina. Correct. Two guys that I really want to take with this pick are Samus Kavich and Sean Perrins. All right. Can totally see Samus Kavich for sure. I have a harder time seeing Barons as a first-round pick. Me too. I don't know. I struggle. I Barons is Barons reminds me so much of Sam Gerard. <laughs> there and it is. There's, yeah. There's there's like a lot of it's a really good a really good passer. He's a really good skater, a really good player. Yeah. All around. Um, he's too small to be physical, so he has to play smart. He has to be really good with a stick, and he is. And he's really sticky. Can't the same way, yep. the same way that Gerard is really sticky defensively. Um, And I see so much of that in Sean Barron's, and I just wonder... Have we learned enough? You know, how much did what did, did Gerard struggles in the postseason scare teams away from a Sam Gerard type in the future? You know that there will be some teams that will be like, see, 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 <laughs> can't do it. And there will be other teams who are like, We'll take that chance. Yep. And Carolina's been a very comfortable, we'll, we'll take that chance. They, they have drafted sure. a lot of smaller guys in the last couple of years because yep. they've just said, hey, we want good players. And their scouting department is awesome. So I'm torn here. And I also feel there's a lot of pressure here because they draft so well. I feel like <laughs> I have to live up to being Carolina's guy here.
2: <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Um. So I think I am. I think I'm. I think, I think I'm gonna take Sean Barons. All right, lock it in.
0: Uh, that makes it to the Abs pick. Which AJ, I'm open to having a discussion here since it's the Abs. Obviously, I'm not just gonna take this pick by myself. You have by it's picking f- by picking Barons, you have conveniently left Sam Eskiewicz on the board for yourself. I mean it's your it's your pick. So it's not like I did that on purpose. I know, I know. But Sam Iscavich is there. Who who else would you consider for this pick?
1: AJ? Um so Chibrikov, Funnily enough. Um <coughs> the other guy is um Xavier Borgo is still yep. here. Yep. Uh a guy that I like way more than other people is uh Ayrton Martino. I really I really like him. I'm really iffy on Colorado's ability to take like a tiny dude. No love for Rosen. Um I would say that my my bigger temptation is William Stromgren. Okay. I, if I'm going to go for a Swede, um the thing that I like about Stromgren, obviously the size he's mm-hmm. tall, but he's so lanky. So he has a long way to go physically to fill out. It's going to so be he a while uh, to rely running. on there. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Uh, he's not a sexy player at all. There's no sex appeal to that game. <laughs> it is very, very meat and potatoes. Um, good like he's he's a wing that plays a smart and heavy game heavy heavy ish game um and I and I like the goal scoring potential that he has I think he's just a good all-around offensive player but there's nothing particularly flashy there's nothing sexy about it uh, and it's gonna take a while to fill out yeah and I- now with them having a second round pick, you know, maybe one of these cats can fall. Can to fall you. for sure. So there's that. You know, there's a. Yeah, I, honestly,
0: for me, I think it's probably between Sam and Borgo. Borgo, but okay, don't really want Chibrikov with this pick. Um,
1: I... what I like about Borgo is that he's a really good shooter. And it would kind of fit the Sampo Ranta Alex Bocage. Style is just stickness, yeah. Um, where they've really they've really targeted really good shooters in the last couple of years. Sure. Um I think he's more Borgo's I think his skating is more like quickness and agility than it is like fast. Power, yeah. You know, like I don't I don't see it as I don't see him as, like, an explosive skater, but a a dynamic one. Like, he's good edge work, really quick, good agility, good elusiveness, right? But he's not, like, if you get him into a foot race with a bunch of guys, he's not going to, like, stand stand out in any way. But he'll sidestep you, yeah. Um, Consistency makes me a little bit nervous. Really, really. Sure. You live with the up and down of it. A guy like your classic, like, takes over when he's on, disappears when he's not. Yeah, you know. What position does he play in the in pros? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's is he really a wing in the pros? I don't know, but see, yeah. Where does he go? I'm a lot of questions that I have for Porco. Yeah, um, I like the player. The problem is is that I, I think my really big problem here is at twenty seven, we put ourselves into a position where I don't love any of these guys. Right. Yeah. There's the you're picking you're pick like I love I love what Samuskevich does offensively, but he's a, a complete one way player. Literally don't even put him out there in the defensive zone. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm I'm intrigued by a guy like Francesco Pinelli. I wonder where's the offense going to come from but you can see really really high IQ player really smart player understands the game always in the right position has is likely a a center moving forward but is is he a three or four C? it's just so are you like, just redoing Shane Bowers? right
0: it's it's a lot easier to in my opinion, I think it's easier to teach a player how to play defense than it is to teach a player how to play offense at the NHL level.
1: Yeah well guys offensively to your point there that you know those guys are always good with the puck. yep that's not going anywhere <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know the, the the thing that makes me nervous about samus Kavich with the defense is that it's effort. He doesn't give a shit right. about it. You gotta he can just try <laughs> yeah. if he wants to try. <laughs> we saw we saw it with Tyson Jost, right? Like yep. Tyson Jost can he, that's a guy that he put the work in. He could be taught to to, to PK and to be more of a defensive-oriented center as as his career needed in order for him to survive in the NHL. He had to adapt in that way. Yep. A smart and hardworking player can do that. It's a that's a, that, those are attributes there. And with Sami Skavic, can, can he be taught to play deep? Look at Andreas Athanasiou. Team after team after team after team has tried in his life to get him to give a shit about defense, and he won't do it. He's now 26 years old, and he's been in the NHL for a while. And he's been around. He's made a little bit of money. He's done well for himself. And if you could get a guy like that in the NHL, you know there's some value there. But he's a defensive black hole. It's why he can't get a long-term deal. It's why he can't get, like, a big payday. True. So, you know, Sam Iskiewicz gives me really big a fantasy you. He just, he won't ever get it vibes. And as much as I love the skill level and the talent, I'm nervous about bringing that attribute into the organization and just, like, bashing your head against this wall, trying to get him to get it.
0: Now, this is the 27th pick. You're not going to get a, a flawless player at this point or anywhere near it, right? So no matter so who you're bringing in, you're dealing with some element of that. Which,
1: which flaws are we most comfortable with? I I think I prefer Borgo, to be honest with you. Okay. Ultimately, you're the GM here.
0: All right. Well, then I'm picking Borgo. All right. Borgo
1: it is. Bam. Selected. Right. We've got four picks left. Yep. You have New Jersey at 28. Oh, and I already picked for New Jersey at four. I took Eklund. Yep. So you got the high end of possibility there. Uh, Okay. Uh, Well, I'm going to take Samuskiewicz. <laughs> Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> um, again, that's an organization they need an injection of of dynamic talent uh, on their wings for sure. Good with that.
0: Yep. All right. Same Scavage gone. Vegas twenty nine. I have Vegas. Doesn't matter what I pick because they will fail to develop it and then ship it off, and they'll get good somewhere else, right? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Um, hmm, I think I think I like Gibrakov here, honestly.
1: Okay, I'm good with that.
0: Done. Montreal for you and then another Columbus pick for me.
1: Um so Montreal, I am going to stay sort of local here, okay. Uh, and I'm gonna continue to attack this position uh, for this organization. I'm taking Zach Dean.
0: Yeah. Not super surprised to see it go that way, to be honest. Montreal is such a weird city when it comes to that type of thing too. Yeah. 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 Uh, All right. Columbus. They're definitely taking a forward here since they went DD. Who do I like? could go with Martino or Stromgren.
1: You should totally go with another D. For the 3D. Yeah, Take, you takes should. Take here, too. Yeah, <laughs> go and you're done. <laughs> Can't do it. They've rebuilt their defense, like what Ottawa did. They just kept drafting defenders, and yep. now you're like, oh, my God, their defense looks like it's going to be amazing if these guys are all Legit. legit. <laughs> They have to
0: all be legit, though. I think yeah. is the the minor hold up
1: there, but yeah. Well, and it also helps when you have a top five pick. Um, i
0: i, I think i'm I think I'm going to go with Pinelli. Actually, okay. Going with the uh, the center choice, they need them. Turns out uh, Patrick Alain, can't play center, so.
1: All right, so really, we pretty much, uh, we did a, this is minor surprises here. Uh, McTavish and Genther get to 10 and 11. Big falls for them. Um, Stankoven, I guess, could be a minor surprise at 22. Lysel fell a little bit. Yeah, Lysel was. That will be interesting. Scott Morrow is probably the biggest from me from for yeah. that one. Yep. Otherwise, a lot of these are fine. So expect
0: chaos tomorrow night. Nothing like this, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: did you did you keep uh, did you keep along with yeah.
0: it? We can switch to the board. Uh, yeah, I except for I. Did one incorrectly, but that's an easy fix.
1: Okay, well, I mean, fix.
0: Uh, all right. How do I go to the actual board? Do you know how? Or can I? I guess I just go through it and deal with it. That's fine. Yeah. I thought there was a way to show only the picks that we made, but apparently not. All right. Anyway, here you go. So. Owen Power and Manny Baneers go 1-2. Luke Hughes is the second D to go in the draft at 3 to Anaheim. And then uh, Eklund to New Jersey. And then Edmondson, maybe a little bit of a surprise to round up the top five there. Uh, 3D in the top five. But Wallstead goes at 6. Johnson and Clark,
1: 7 and 8. I guess that would might have been the other surprise, Wallstead going that high. Yeah. Moving Maybe. on down. I don't know. We'll see. Lucius
0: at nine. McTavish Gunther, through ten and eleven, as we already mentioned. Sillinger at twelve. I feel really good about that pick for Calgary, man.
1: Thanks. Think
0: that, that I re-
1: dude, I really like Cole Sillinger.
0: Might be the might be a steal right there at twelve, I think. But Coronado at thirteen. Svechkov, Bulduk, and Lambos rounding out the top half of the draft. Then we get into, uh, I guess we can. You're looking at the central division mostly here. You have lambos yeah. to St. Louis, Kuhlmanns to Winnipeg, Lissel to Nashville, and then down a little bit, Larue to uh, to Winnipeg or to Minnesota. Sorry. Y'all we also had to switch those two. Oh yeah, sorry. We went
1: Larue to Boston Chaka, and shake uh, out of Minnesota. That's the that I screwed up. Yeah, yeah,
0: my bad. Um, no bigs. Could have done it multiple more times. I don't know. Watch this be correct.
1: My screwed up pick order be the one that actually happens. That'd be pretty funny. Uh, Honestly, um, if you flip them, they both make sense. Yep. And the fact that I've been so vocal about how much I like Zach LaRue means that Minnesota's definitely taking him. (laughs) Every year they they draft that guy. Oh, hey, the Avs just uh, sent out a press release. Wee. Is it just about their schedule? Uh oh, okay. They resigned Keeper Sherwood. Neat. Let's see.
0: Was it just a one year deal? Does it even say? Yeah. Yeah, one year contract. All right, cool. Easy. Sherwood has been extended a year, which makes sense. Dude can easily be a 13th, 14th forward for the Avs this year. No problem. Yeah, he can be a whatever for the Avs. Yep. Somewhere in there. Yep. Uh, the other goalie, Koso, went to Edmonton at 19. Then you kind of round out the draft. Things get a little exciting past the 20 mark with Stan Coven going to Detroit, Ratu going to Florida, and then Moro to Columbus for their second D, Pasajov to Minnesota for their second pick. Uh, And then Barons to Carolina before the Avs ending up with Xavier Borgo.
1: I'm comfortable with it. If this is how it goes, if they end up with Xavier Borgo, where prospect hierarchy in the organization, where does he fit in, in like, say, a top five? Um, And let's assume Byram is graduated. Let's assume New Hook is graduated.
0: All right, let me see oh I can't use this one uh I can find it I swear uh all right, so he'd definitely be in the top five at the, like he probably jumps over Bowers pretty easily right at this point
1: yeah is where so if if those guys are if the if those guys are. Off the the prospect list, then yeah. is Justin Baron number one? I think, I think he has to be. Is it Baron one, count two? Is Caut still and then, on the list, really? Yes, and then okay. Borgo somewhere in there, maybe number Borgo two.
0: Um, I don't. I if Count's on the list, I think count would be ahead of him. So
1: Borgo okay, and three. then. Ranta, somewhere uh, in here as well?
0: Probably Ranta. I, I think I'd put Borgo ahead of Ranta, so maybe Ranta 4.
1: Okay, so Borgo at 3 then.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: All right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could reasonably put anyone else in the system ahead of him because Timmons has graduated. Oh, yeah. He's definitely graduated. Bocage? Justin Byrne, number one spot. Bocage 5, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah,
1: boy, system thinned out quick.
0: Yep, that's how it goes, man. But they get to make a second and third round picks in this draft now, so they fill it out a little bit more. Yeah, and uh, hopefully, my boy jumps up, the, jumps up the list in Ambrosio this year. Feeling good about it. Actually, you know what? Mm-hmm probably foodie deserves to
1: be in the top five, but did you see the thing today? The announcement today? No, Uh, that CHL kids who played 20 games in the AHL last year are eligible to return to the AHL. Good. So foodie can go back, man. Uh, He should. (laughs) Yeah, he should.
0: That is very good. Foodie definitely probably makes my top five then. But, Probably over just like Bocage or something. Um, anyway, yeah, finishing out the drafts. We didn't take Samuskevich for Colorado, so AJ immediately snapped him up for New Jersey. Um, Tubakov to, to Vegas and then finished out with Zach Dean and Francesco Pinelli is the last two picks of the first round. Uh, definitely an interesting one. I I think it definitely shows that there were virtually no OHLers taken. (laughs) Um, Look at the leagues we're getting into, the leagues that played a lot, whether that be NCAA, European leagues, uh, college, or not college, the Q, uh, which played, depending on where in the Q you played, played a good amount of hockey. Yep. And then a bunch of USHL kids as well. a bunch of USHL kids. yes, yep. so it's a weird draft year to say the least. Yeah. Uh, in any case, I guess final thoughts here on our our mock draft AJ and are you expecting mass chaos tomorrow? No, no.
1: gonna be a boring um, draft. Um, let me let me rephrase. um I'm expecting mass chaos on the draft board. Uh, in terms of yeah, yeah, in terms of transactions around the league, no, I think it'll be quite a day. Yeah, I think that's where I think that's where it's at.
0: Cool, I am digging it. Uh, in any case, that's it for us today. Thank you everybody for watching, listening. However you consume the podcast, I know that megaphone is dumb. We'll try and see if I can't figure out a way to upload the podcast faster. I don't know. I'll try to do it from my laptop or something. Hopefully that'll fix it. But we are out of here for today. We will be back tomorrow night live watching the NHL draft. Should be a fun show from the bar. So hopefully y'all will tune into that. And uh, yeah, should be a fun time. Hope to see you there until then. Have a great rest of y'all's Thursday.